Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and podcasts in the future, just search for Zendependently Minded on all the major podcast platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, anything you can think of, I'll probably be on there. Don't forget, the world is in our hands. Let's do something with it. So my next guest on is Independently Minded number four is a returning guest from my second podcast, my good friend Eric. Can you hear me, Eric? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, because you cut off for a second. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Anyways, as I was yeah. saying, uh, as oh, I was no, saying, uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to see all these different candidates nowadays with uh, the Democratic Party because it it's kind of if the way I see it is that it, everyone kind of thinks that they're the most progressive one, and it's sort of like a race to see who's the most woke person. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think the Democratic Party is. Like, actually, the DNC is not actually ready for a real progressive candidate. Otherwise, Bernie Sanders would have won the nomination last year, last election, I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I honestly, I don't, I, I think I already said it on the last podcast of what I was saying. I don't really like the guy's politics. Yeah. Uh, but I gave him my respect up until the point where he just kind of cocked out and, um, accepted Hillary as the candidate, which it was clear that at the very least there was some sort of some something shady going around the behind doors, you know? Oh, yeah, there's definitely something messed up going on there. And it was like, like you said, he he kind of cooked out and he basically said, I am OK with going for more establishment, more crooked, corrupt, powerful politicians than going with orange man because orange man bad <laughs> pretty much and now i don't really think that he's going to win nomination again not because he's gonna get robbed of it but because i just don't feel like he's gonna get that same vibe that he got that he had especially with elizabeth warren and joe biden on the scene uh those are the two candidates who right now are going at it and meanwhile the the Sanders campaign, for what I've read, is kind of falling apart because of miscommunication and a very severe lack of clear goals. Yeah, I agree. And he also he lost a lot of um, what do you call it? He lost a lot of swing, a lot of hype and respect because of the way he just kind of was like, all right, we're going with Hillary, even though I clearly was the more popular candidate. Uh, the DNC rigged it and he was OK with it. And he ran with that party again, so he just he kind of lost his momentum, um, which is fine by me though because we don't we don't need um, primarily Bernie Sanders fans are like um, super woke hippie hardcore baby boomers that were like taking DMT back in the days and swear that they're like in another dimension or the super like <laughs> hippie really far left college kids who yes. like yeah. You know, speaking of DMT, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but I have a friend. She's from she she was from Eastlake as well, who's like super vegan, super. I don't really know what to. She 
she's not exactly woke. She's just like very spiritual, and she gotcha. thinks she thinks she thinks of this thing of the Matrix and the world we 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 <laughs> live in. Like uh, we live in like different dimensions, and they're not completely real. She's very con- constructivist in that in that kind of way. And uh, I just talked to her a couple of times about what what exactly is DMT because I've always been confused about that. And she basically claimed that this like chemical in your body that makes you dream stuff. It's very convoluted the way she says it. But I was just like, yeah, sure, for sure. I'll try and I'll try and lower my fluoride and all of that shit. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> oh very no, crazy. she's she's right about DMT being like the chemical that has you go into dream states. DMT is actually in like. It's in our body. Our body produces it, but there's something there. There's like a, what do you call it? It's like a, there's like a reactor that you kind of have to take with it for it to make you have like trippy experiences. I was actually, it's funny that we're talking about DMT because yesterday I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast when he had Dan Aykroyd on and they were talking about DMT. <laughs> and I guess DMT is just, it's in a lot of plants naturally, but it's like, you have to there's like an inhibitor you have to take with it for it to make you like really high like if you take it by like tablet um mm-hmm. it's usually not going to do anything for you but i don't know dmt's kind of funny it's like it's like a meme with joe rogan cuz it's always yeah. it's the chimps and the dmt <laughs> yeah I, i've seen that meme too like uh, i've seen it like when it means that where he's talking with someone and that one they're like for example one guy is like talking about how his his mother died or whatever and Joe Rogan is like that's crazy man have you ever tried DMT and it's like <laughs> oh my god Jamie pull it up <laughs> pretty much and but getting back to uh Bernie yeah, getting, Sanders yeah getting back um yeah Bernie Sanders I I I respect his hard work and his dedication I mean he's been He's been a communist since the 80s, and he's uh, still kind of echoing. He's, he's like an echo chamber for the, the dead communist party. But, yeah, that was the main thing I wanted to talk about today was the dangers of communism because apparently it's not – nobody paid attention to the history books. It's like – Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's It seems like a hipster thing, and if you're against communism or socialism, which to me are hand in hand, it's like – Socialism is stage one of a Pokemon, and then communism is stage three. Okay, but... I'll go right off the get of the get go. Okay, e- even as a libertarian, I will admit communism as an idea. It sounds very good, to be honest. I'm equality and um, trying to make sure everyone is on the same level field. It's more like equity, but at the same time, it just doesn't work on paper. And there's been so much so much implement so much attempts to implement it and they always fail they always end up in being a totalitarian dictatorship and you know i've i haven't read the communist manifesto itself not all of it but i'm aware that marx had a lot of ideas that i would say kind of align with my own especially in regards to um to guns and Gun ownership, you know, he said that the workers should, under no circumstances should let themselves be disarmed, and I agree with that. Um, but then he makes the arguments, and this is something that a lot of communists and so democratic socialists, uh, quote, uh, quote quotation marks, uh, tend to disregard, that socialism is a very essential part of achieving communism. 
and they'll try to they'll try to negate that, but it's 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 exactly what Marx himself said. And then, in order for communism to be truly implemented, there has to be what he claims is the dictatorship or some sort of like several groups of men who will control everything for a while, and then eventually it will tra- it'll transition into a worker run state which is a completely retarded logic because it it's it assumes that people with power will just will just like willingly let it go you know yeah i the communist manifesto i read it when i was taking sociology because like our sociology teacher at eastlake was raving about how great communism was and how the only the only thing wrong is like in a certain point of the process, uh, the power is never given back to the people. And that's where I kind of disagree with you. Communism on paper or doesn't look good. It's the community aspects. Living in a community, living together and helping one another looks good. But that's not what communism is. Yeah. Communism is – it's like the fake – everyone knows that politicians are really good. They're really bad at keeping promises. They always lie. So I don't I don't understand why people who are proponents of socialism and communism think that they're going to magically change just because um they're trying to implement communism. Communism is just all the all the good things that come with community and helping one another and being on an equal equitable playing field um but being enforced by the government and like like me and you agree on and always say like the government is – it's corrupted. Men are corruptible, and any single group of men that has power is always going to misuse it. And yeah. giving giving the people in power that much – as much power as communism and socialism would is, like, really scary and really dangerous idea. This is why – this is why I feel that – I feel very disappointed – with the way that the United States is going, because it's no longer, I mean, it was envisioned as um, a country, a nation run for the people, by the people, with representatives who would strive to represent the people, and with a government that would have limited powers. Uh, and you can't, I mean, I can't understand people's argument that in the modern world you need a bigger government, but I don't think that's absolutely necessary. I think we should stop trying to be the world's police. I think we should stop trying to be just the absolute, um, I guess, absolute rulers of the world. We gotta, we just start concentrating on our own people. We gotta uphold the values which our country was founded upon. And You're a fascist nationalist for saying that. What about the hungry kids in Africa? <laughs> you know, that's 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 the issue, you know. You cannot you cannot say these things. You cannot claim that you want your country to be to succeed without being called a fascist. To be honest, I don't think that Trump is a fascist. I think he's a realist. He's a nationalist realist with some I would say neo-fascist uh, vibes in it, but not—he's not 
a full-blown fascist. He's not a Nazi either, you know? Nazis yeah. haven't been a thing. Nazis haven't been a thing for over 70 years. There's like four think, of them. <laughs> yeah. I think people should just let go. Yes, there there exist neo-Nazis nowadays, but real Nazis, they don't exist anymore. People should really just, like, let it go, you know? There's no Nazis in this world who actually hold any political power. Now, with that out of the way, yes, I think that Trump does have his flaws. And I think I've been very disappointed with him, especially with um, failing to uphold those realist values and those libertarian values as well. And I mean, maybe I, I can, you, one can make the argument that he, he never really painted himself as a libertarian, more of a populist. And if he's following his policies, that's great for me. That's great for, that's great for, for his loyalist um, uh, base. But in my opinion, I would uh, I would prefer a government that's more libertarian leaning and it's more limited. It, it's it doesn't serve to try and limit or rule the people. It is ruled by the people. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think that Trump is a fascist, but he is definitely a nationalist, and I don't have a problem with nationalism. Um, like. I don't really have that big of a problem with it, especially because I think the United States needs to be more of a nationalist country because nationalism is just focusing on your nation and your nationality, and nationality is just what country you're from. And I don't understand why people, they always confuse, I guess they're kind of confusing words, they're kind of like, they seem lumped together for some reason, but yeah. race, nationality, those are not the same thing. Um the nation of the United States, like we talked about before, and like it's commonly referred to as the melting pot because there's you can find every single race here, and it's not just one person. It's just it's just a melting pot of all different races and cultures. Nationality nationalism is just focusing on your country, and that's what we need to do. Because, but it's never going to happen. We've been saying this since the forties. Since we were trying to prevent, be the world's police and prevent communism from spreading across the world. We, we, we've always had our own problems that we should be dealing with. But yeah. it, it's, for America, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, Pretty much, I mean. And yeah, socialism nowadays is kind of, I wouldn't say that it's making a super comeback, but it's definitely on the rise. There's a lot more millennials and more generation C people who are... Uh, kind of coerced or fooled into following the democratic socialist, the de the democratic socialist path. You know, I understand their points. I've talked to a few of them. They see democratic socialist as a different thing from the socialist that people usually know. And maybe uh, it is. Maybe it is. I, maybe I don't it know is, too much about it, but if if I'm honest with you, I'm I, I I'm. I'm afraid to take any chances in regards to that because it all it all starts it all starts with a simple inch and then they'll take a meter and then they'll take a yard and then by the time you know it they'll take the entire mile and then you are suddenly you are a minority suddenly you are the enemy suddenly you are seditious suddenly you you don't longer fit into this mold that they want you in. And that's why I think I fear progressivism as well. Because I don't feel like progressivism and it, it's inherently bad. I've always been 
I've always been an advocate for equality, for equity. I believe those things are important. I believe that climate. I believe I believe climate change is is a real thing. However, I also believe gun rights are important. I believe that um, uh, border bo- border should be protected. I believe a lot of more conservative leanings. I'm very mixed, but I try my best to follow on the libertarian path. But still. I don't fit into what progressives would like me to be. And that's why I've made a lot of, not enemies, I mean, they're not going to go out and try and kill me, but I just made a lot of disagreements and I've made a lot of people angry because of that. And imagine imagine now that we have free speech and protection of the law and rule of the law, and then imagine all of that gone under a democratic socialist regime who just tells you, oh, you're wrong. So you need to go to eradication camp. You need to get re-educated. <laughs> re-educated by our professors, the ones who tell the truth. Pretty much. <laughs> our truth. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard for people to to fear to not fear for for right leaning people to not fear the Democratic Party when they themselves paint themselves in such a total in such a tyrannically leaning way. Especially re- most recently with this guy Beto O'Rourke, uh, who, in my opinion, he basically committed election suicide by proclaiming that AR-15s should be mandatory, bought back. Uh, but still, even even though that's even though that's laughable, you have to remember that when he said that, the minute he, the instant he said that, he got a round of applause by everyone in the crowd that should tell you not something about the candidates but something about who they who their followers their their sheep yeah well i so i'm gonna piggyback off of a couple things you said real quick like beto beto o'rourke is like a joke to me the dude is not he doesn't even stand for the democratic party he just says these super retarded outlandish things because it's like shock value it's kind of like what trump does but he does it way worse (laughs) and like i remember a couple months ago there was like his voting record was released and he's voted republican so many times like that dude's a fraud he's a joke and i'm glad that he's not even close to a front runner like i don't give two shits about that dude but following up and piggybacking off of what you were talking about with progressive progressiveness progressivism um yeah, like it's in the word being progressive. It's change, and change is always good. Um, not it's not always good, but whether it's good or bad, we always learn from it. Yeah. Americans not always. If if we do it right, we learn from it. And America's always changing. The world's always changing, and it's better that we embrace the change rather than live in the past. Like, shout out to all the baby boomers. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Just like you said, just like we talked about in the last podcast that I had you on, we take values from the progressive side, the conservative side, the centrist side, and we mix it together. And that's what the Libertarian Party is. Just being aligned with one. Yeah. Just ev- even labeling myself as a Libertarian makes me cringe a little bit because I don't – I'm not always going to agree with all of my fellow Libertarians because we can never come to a consensus on anything. I'm not always going to agree with the leading front-running libertarian candidate. I just 
align myself with their values more than I do with any other party. Yeah, and this is why I, I, I'm praying that eventually the Libertarian Party can rise above the obscurity and become more mainstream. Because it could, it could potentially uh, appeal to everybody. Sure, oh, yeah. and I've tried, and I've tried my best to make changes within the Republican mindset. I'm starting with my dad, who I tell him that you know, gay people and and homosexual people, the LGBT community, they should be able to be freely live their lives as how they see fit. They should be able to adopt. They should be able to live just like everybody. Sure, I as a Christian, I don't agree with their lifestyle. But I'm not. I, I'm. I'm also not on any kind of pedestal to judge them for that because I've made a lot of my own mistakes. I'm not. I'm not free of sin, so therefore I don't feel that I have any moral high ground to stand. Who am I to deny people their happiness that they deserve? Who am I to deny them uh, a family? Who am I to deny anyone the right? For their own cho- choice is the same thing that I say in regards to gun. Who to guns? Who is Beto, Beto, or whoever, whatever the fuck you say his name? Who is he to say that I don't need an AR-15? Who is Joe Biden to tell me to buy a shotgun? Who is Bernie Sanders to tell me I need democratic socialism? You know, don't tell me what I need in my life, and I won't tell you what you need in your life. Yeah, dude. Both of them live in gated communities. They have guards with guns, with assault weapons that can shoot four million rounds per second. They have those guys guarding them. Like, they're super hypocrites with that. But yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with you. There's a lot of things that I have, like, within my realm of personal beliefs that I don't let get in the way politically. And my thing with, like, because I'm a Christian too. Um, I, I just, I've never, even, even as hardcore and as spiritual of a Christian as I am, I've never, I I don't know. I just like my belief on like how being homosexual is interpreted in the Bible is different. I think we've talked about it before. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I just think over the, over the millions of years of translation, I think that there was just like a miscue. Or mishap, and I I truly believe that being a homosexual isn't actually a sin. Um, but that's like a topic for another thing. But either way, whether I believe that or not, I've I've always just grown up believing that for some reason. I don't know if I read an article on it or a paper on it or something. But mm-hmm. either way, I've just like you said, like we had talked about with abortion, guns, um, just a lot of our personal beliefs. We don't let that cloud our political judgment. Like me and you are personally pro-life, but we are not politically pro-life. We are pro-choice politically yeah. because we have to stay consistent with our beliefs. And yeah, that's a that all ties into communism. Well, that's one thing I love. I love property. I love having the right to property. I love my Xbox. Oh, I love yeah. my laptop. And <laughs> There is no property in communism. No. You use your laptop one day and the next day your fucking neighbor is using it to do whatever the hell he wants. Watch ASMR or whatever weird shit they're into. 
You know, it's it's very weird uh, to to really hear a lot of millennials and edgy kids nowadays talk about seizing the means of production and about an upcoming revolution. Like, shut up, you know? They think <laughs> these these are the people who think that in the upcoming revolution they're going to be the commissars and the people running things. You know, no, you're not going to you're <laughs> not going to be that. You're either going to be cannon fodder. Or you're going to be a fucking worker in the fields. You're not going to run anything. You're going to get shot if you as much as the, as refuse to work. We're not going to need, um, if we if we have communism again, we don't need field workers because they just completely abandon food. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> industrialization and everyone starves. You know, I remember. You know, I remember this meme with a, with a Soviet officer. You remember that meme with... um. The car salesman who was like, "Oh, this baby can oh, yeah. can do so much." So there's this Soviet officer with a peasant who's like, besides a grain, uh, like a grain cylinder or some shit, and he's like, "This baby can hold so much fucking grain, but it won't. <laughs> we can hold so much. We can hold so much. We can store so much fucking grain in this in this thing, but we won't." It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, communism is just it's just. And- if and, I had and, three thumbs, I'd give them all thumbs down. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's. I mean, I, I won't. I won't deny that uh, communism. Well, you can make the art. You can make a lot of arguments, but uh, the Soviet Russia and Soviet and the Soviet Union when it first started to be a thing, Stalin did modernize a very shitty country and made it into an industrial powerhouse. People will say that, and I will admit, yes, he did. But they also exclude a very important part of it in which over 20 million people died because of that. The same thing for the same the same thing happened to Maoist China trying to do the fucking great leap forward. What had happened? Mm -hmm. 70, 70 million people died as a result. More people. Think of it in perspective. More people have probably died from communism and alone than from World War II. And World War II was the most devastating conflict in the history of mankind. Yeah, um, but I just feel like modernizing um, like industries, that can be done without communism, without those 70 million deaths. We do it oh, every yeah. day. Yeah, we do it every yeah. day. Yeah, the, the Japan thing is, does it. Yeah, the thing is that um, unlike capitalism, which is a more gradual thing, sure it can it can be quick, but it's, it's it can also be a slow process. It really depends on the country. But for when communist totalitarianism, it's because it's basically forced. It's basically something that's rushed. And sure, that makes development a lot easier when there's not a lot of opposition and the market is basically a state run. You know, it, it makes it easier for development. It makes it easier for industrialization and infrastructure. But then you have a lot of flaws in regards to shoot for, shoot food shortages and uh, famine because you don't have workers to work the fields or because it's all like an entire mess of food and distribution. You know, and that's where I give the credit to communism that and totalitarian state. Sometimes, sometimes I I ask myself. If we lived in a more totalitarian state, we sh- we wouldn't have as many disagreements or as many dread dr- uh, dreadlocks and yeah, because you're not allowed to. 
in Congress, but at the same time, I would rather prefer that over getting a. Or I would rather prefer no change to happen rather than force change through the through through the use of a gun. You know. Oh yeah, and I think disagreements are good as long as we meet a middle ground, which we just haven't done for a long time in the United States. But like we were talking about with with like <clears throat> moving forward and um, taking technological and like industrial leaps, I think mm-hmm. the fastest possible route to that is through capitalism. I think the freer the freer the means of production are, the better we are to move forward, and that's why. We're not number one anymore in in means of technology. I think the weird it's Sweden. Sweden has all the best stuff. They have the best internet. They have the fastest cars, and it's super weird because we can't really compare because of the size of Sweden compared to the United States. I mean, yeah, but the reason I think it's stalled a little bit with America is because we're not we're not a full on capitalist country. We have some socialists aspects a lot actually if you think of if you want to start a business now whatever business it is think of anything pull it out of the hat whatever whatever that like the resources you need to produce and like uh start that business is going to be controlled or regulated by the government which is where that like it's anything food um you want to make cars you want to have a body shop there's, and, there's all these regulations. Yeah, and you know, it's not... I don't think it's inherently bad. Yeah, I mean, either. those regulations be... save lives. Yeah, but then there, but then you have, like, very stupid regulations, like, uh, like, how, what straws... If you can give straws to the customer, <laughs> if you can fucking, if you can fucking, uh, modern, uh, try to, uh, more like, uh, expand the premises... It's especially here in California, like starting a business, it just becomes a shore. A lot of people are have been leaving, and California is like the it's like the epitome of government overregulation. We're basically in the shithole. People will tell you that California is the most um, economic, economical. It's it's number one economy, economic state. No, because it's but, so big. But yeah, it's it's big. But we also have number one in, in homelessness, college debt. We have a lot of a lot of people are leaving. The gas prices are complete as well, and we have to pay four dollars for a gallon, while the rest of the country pays two two and two fifty. Yeah, and you're about to pay more because of that uh, Saudi Arabia gas bombing, <laughs> the oil bombing. That, yeah, that as well. Fuck, fuck Iran. Um, <laughs> I had read that five percent of the United States total oil, like, um, what do you call it? Just the five percent of the total oil for the United States was destroyed. Oh my god! You know, I think I I usually don't like to say this, but I think that is a legitimate uh, reason why we should uh, go to war with Iran, but not listen. When I say war with Iran, I don't think that we should send all the troops. I think that what we should do is destroy their naval capabilities and their rocket capabilities. We don't have to send any troops inside Iran because that would be a clusterfuck, you know? Because hmm. the difference with the difference between Iran and and Iraq and Afghanistan is that 
Iran and Afghanistan are both very flat countries. You know, they have, they're basically vast open fields and deserts. There's a couple mountains, but they're not very, they're not, there's not a lot. There is mountain ranges, yes, but it's not like Iran, which is entirely mountain ranges and plateaus and this whole entire system of uh, very weird geographical um, make makeup. And that would be a complete, a complete clusterfuck in regards to military logistics and strategy. So it's not viable to go to war, uh, a, a ground war with Iran. Definitely but not. We can definitely, we can definitely wreck their naval capabilities, their air force capabilities, um, and their rocket capabilities. We can definitely do that. And I think we should. I think we should make coalition and basically tell. Iran, stop fucking with us, you know? Well, they have all those weapons because of Obama. Yeah, that's the arms deal. Yeah. Very, very poor hindsight. (laughs) Yeah, Obama. Hashtag, it's actually Obama's fault. Not even kidding. You know, unlike a lot of people, especially my dad, I feel like Obama, he wasn't especially, he wasn't a president that I would enjoy meeting. But he would still be a president that I would shake hands uh, because I respect the office and because, well, he's the president. So, of course, I'm going to shake the president's hand. But still, I, I commend him for being kind of like a, a scoop a scoop of change back when he was running for president. And it was a, total, it was a complete facade, sure. But at the very least, he gave people some semblance of hope. I can see why people voted for him, not only because he was black, but because he was, uh, he truly brought something new to the table that, Mc- that McCain just couldn't, or, or Mitt Romney. So oh, McCain would have just been more of the same. He's yeah. a, he's a, he was a warmonger. Yeah. McCain but... would have been Bush 2.0, but a lot more, with a lot more guts. <laughs> Uh, I commend Obama for one thing and one thing only, and that's just for empowering people of color. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's great to, it's great for, for us to have, finally have that breakthrough. I mean, one can make the point that, oh, it's just because of race, but that's not really the point. It's just that we've come so far beyond race that we can have a black president and i think that's important yeah and i i don't think i actually i don't think there should be any one factor that is the reason someone votes i think that is up to them their freedom they can vote on them on the president because they like Fortnite. i don't give a shit that's the beauty (laughs) of america you can vote for whatever you want i just wish people were more Educated, but that's how it's always been. It's always been like that. So, uh, I just think the same group of people that won Trump, that helped Trump win the presidency last election, which was the silent majority, is going to help him get reelected. I really hope Joe Biden is the Democratic um, candidate because if he is, then. <laughs> There's no hope for the Democratic oh, Party. The debates, the debates are going to be hilarious. If I'm it's honest. just going to, it's just going to be two creeper womanizers <laughs> yelling at each other. 
pretty much. It's going to be uh, just as interesting as the 2016 debates, if not more. But you know, at the very least, at the very least, Trump can make the argument that he's not sniffing little girls' hair. So, yeah, at uh, least they're adults. <laughs> yeah, he he's got that point. At the very least, even though he made those incestuous comments about Ivanka, at the very least, you can make the argument that uh, she's grown. So uh, he's got. It's like Biden is covered in shit. Trump is covered in oil. They're I'll both take the oil. I'll take the oil. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I w- I was kind of predicting it, just seeing how it's just, it's more so the Democratic Party is focusing on putting Trump down and trying to destroy his reputation more than. They're trying to fix their own party, and their party is having issues. Yeah. And if we're going to be honest here, the Democrats don't need to do any of that, like, character assassinations because Trump already has some really, really, really weird, shady things that he's done. He's done a lot of good things, but there's just – his he was never respected as a human being before he ran for president. It was just – it got even worse as he ran. But, like, people – I remember when I was like five watching the WWE and this rich dude, Donald Trump comes in and he like, they put this fake skit together where he buys the WWE, makes it rain money. He has all these ladies around him and stuff. And I'm like, who is this scumbag? Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. (laughs) And I've never, but I never cared for his character or for his, like the face he puts on in front of the cameras. It's, it's his policies, how he is as president. That's what matters to me most. Yeah. I don't give two shits if Obama or Hillary Clinton can speak better. I don't care about your acting skills. I care about behind closed doors what decisions you're making, what you're talking with your administration about. And that was one of the things I remember he was talking about draining the swamp. And I think he's doing a good job draining the swamp. He's he's still continuing to do it this day to this day, but kind of sucks because he wanted his cabinet made up of his own people that he knew, but he kind of had he had to have people from the Republican Party in the Senate, in the House, in Congress. So because if he had just just business people, he would not he really would not know what he's doing. But that he just basically inherited like a lot of the trash, a lot of the swamp drainage that he's been trying to get rid of. And that's why we keep seeing a lot of administration changes. And a lot of people are like, oh. Trump's getting rid of him because he has dirt on Trump. I'm like, mm, I bet you, you know, it's the other way around. At the very least, uh, for all his flaws, because I I do have a lot of very heavy criticisms of Trump, but at the very least, I'll give him that he hasn't gotten us into another war or foreign adventure or anything of the sort. Um, and I think that's commendable. I think it's commendable he's tried his best to avoid Anything of the sort, um, I think he's 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 actually been concentrated more on the economy. Something that Obama didn't do. He was Obama was all about oh, oh buy my get my get the Obamacare, you know get Obamacare and oh guns, guns are bad and oh <laughs> the climate climate change, you know that's that's bad too. And, but meanwhile, Trump is more about we gotta get the jabs. It's gonna be great. We gotta get the jabs. I mean, that's more commendable, in my opinion. And I think I would prefer for his points, for his views on climate change to be a little bit better. 
but I understand why he isn't. But I just, I, I just, just think. Look... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, don't worry. Um, I think when it comes to climate change, I don't think he wholeheartedly believes what he says. He's just playing to, he's playing the part of the, just just what got him elected, and all those yee yee super loud truck users that have like they look like you remember Ned and Nettie when they put jolly uh what are they called they put the jawbreakers in their cheeks yeah. they look like with chew he's just playing to them um because he's too smart like remember in the 90s he was a democrat he was friends with the clintons like they all knew they all knew each other they all did business together i know he knows climate change is real it's just he's playing the part for his hardcore like super loyalists um but that was actually another thing i lied there's two things for obama that i commended i i com- i also commend his drive towards just basically stopping the use of coal and trying to move towards more more uh renewable energy yeah eco-friendly energy it's just there everything is a green greenhouse gas so it's hard to find something but it's, That's something it's, I commend him for. Yeah. A lot of people it's, fight it because they're like, oh, see this black smoke? We can totally inhale it. There's nothing wrong with it. Stop <laughs> trying to change it. <laughs> it's just very difficult, uh, economically very difficult to change, especially a country as massive and densely populated as the U.S. It's very difficult to change our approach to energy because we've relied on fossil fuels for so long. And then we have a lot of people who rely on jobs such as the coal mines and such as um, and oil refineries. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to tell those people? You know, oh, you're going to be hard. It's it, yeah, it is. And I, I would prefer if instead of trying to right now get rid of those people, we need to first more like teach the next generation about renewable energy and more focused on them spearheading them being able to run a renewable energy nation and then transitioning to that. You know, we can still have coal mines and we can still have oil refineries, but we can just kind of, you know, little by little, we start to lessen the use of them while at the same time, maybe even, Maybe even offering opportunities for those workers to learn how to how to get into those jobs, you know, how to get into the renewable energy field. Yeah, I agree. I think what we should do is just right now, I think they're already doing it, start teaching teaching like forms of renewable energy, explaining the benefits, explaining the the downsides to it too. And then I think the next generation we leave it up to them to come up with the solutions and then we come up with the transition plan before we start transitioning so we know what the hell we're doing and then we can slowly get away from using coal and we're not going to we're never going to be completely away from it but like you said we can we, we just we aren't so we're not fully dependent on it that's that's yeah that's that's exactly and I think it's important for the environment because, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, a lot of people kind of tend to over overshoot 
the devastation that's going to happen with global warming. You yeah, know, the world was supposed uh, to end in 2010. Yeah, like come on, or in 2012. So and now it's 2050, and who knows? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. The point is that we're not going to achieve anything by just constantly claiming that the world's going to end tomorrow. Sure, <laughs> we should, we should, we we should make make warnings. You know, we should make it clear that hey, at the rate that we're going. We, we we may face a lot more catastrophe and a lot more problems. So maybe we should try and make it not so. But don't try and don't try and hyperbole it with oh it's gonna it's gonna end in twenty thirty and stuff like that. It's it just it just doesn't make you look legitimate. It just doesn't make you look good. Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, learn from that, please. Come on. <laughs> Um, if the world is ending tomorrow, then it's already tomorrow here, so. Oh, no, oh, my, my, my sympathy stage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to talk, I wanted this kind of transitions into it, um, just the media, the media, the media's impact, we thought it was big on the 2016 election, more so social media, like, the amount of Vox and Vice and BuzzFeed articles that I saw, on that election that were just pure bullshit, I'm kind of looking forward to completely, like, trashing them when they come to the 2020 election. Like, for both sides. Like, I did it a lot. I had Because on my friends list on Facebook, I had a lot of hardcore Trump supporters and a lot of hardcore Bernie Sanders supporters. And then every once in a while, there was, like, that weirdo girl that was like, I stand with Hillary. I'm like, she doesn't stand for you. She silences you after you've been raped by her husband. So I'm not sure about that but yeah the um social media just the impact on that election is going to be crazy exciting it already is starting to be and it's going to be interesting to look at and just look at like climate change too like you see the the sad picture of the polar bear like that that makes me sad but i'm not going to play on my emotions to think of a solution like um and yeah i just social media it's great i love it but just even like even so recently i saw i don't know if you've seen the the story but there was like i saw this headline it was like white girl white girl um murders her kid her baby buries her in the backyard and doesn't get she's not guilty for murder and everyone was sharing it and they're like america with three k's and like White people always get away with shit, and, like, if it was a black person, they would have been shot. <clears throat> so I looked into the story, and I guess she had a stillborn, and mm. she buried the stillborn in the backyard. She didn't kill her, and that's why she was not guilty of murder, which that person's fucked up in the head anyways. But stop spreading the shit. She didn't kill the baby. Dude, uh, social, the media, it's just very race baity in general, you know? Yeah. Uh, I remember when this whole shit on Ferguson and Milwaukee, it was because of those police shootings, which I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna lie. My opinion on police has changed a lot. I think I already, I think I already mentioned this in the, in the previous podcast, but that's a story. That's, that's something completely different now. The point is that, uh, these shootings, a lot of them could be justified and a lot of them couldn't. But the point is that CNN, went to one of the sisters of one of the guys that got shot 
and said that, oh, that while people were rioting in the streets, the sister was calling for peace. And they made this very poorly edited part where the girl where the girl is like, don't bring your violence and the hatred here. And then they cut it. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, why would they cut the entire part? Where, where did they let the inspiring speech come? And then I looked at the full unedited footage. And she was basically saying, don't wreck our shed. Go to the suburbs, go to the white suburbs and wreck their shed. And I was like, oh, so basically you're omitting that very clear detail that doesn't make her look good at all. All because <laughs> you wanted to run the narrative that they're, she's being peaceful and the family, this guy who got shot for, I don't think he got shot for no reason, that he was a nice guy and all that stuff. You know, it's very race baity. <laughs> and then... And then the the most the epitome the most prime prime example of media race baiting and completely lying is the entire Covington kid situation, dude. Oh man, <laughs> dude, that's a can, that's a can of worms that just made the media look completely horrible. If that doesn't if that doesn't validate Trump's claim. Of the of the new of the media being completely biased and and completely filled with fake with fake news, I don't know what does. Oh yeah, the bias, the bias is on both sides, like we always say, and it's just up to the people to educate themselves more and just stop reading Facebook headlines. They're bullshit. Like, yeah, I can go right now and I can make a really misleading headline, and everybody's going to share it. <laughs> But that's just that's where they get the money from. Like I, I guess I don't really blame them for doing it. They're just looking at it from a business standpoint. But it's I'm excited for the memes. I'm not excited for the for the bullshit that we're gonna see. But psh, me and you should have a competition. We should like we should try to compete, have a rivalry, see how many like how many of uh, fake articles and fake posts we can get taken down just by letting them know that they're being stupid. <laughs> Dude, we should make something like that. We should, we should try and see how many, yeah, how many headlines, how many stupid headlines we can make, and how many people are gonna buy them. How many people are gonna like? We we basically like make this article up. We don't even need to write the article. We can just fill it with gibberish, but just make a completely outlandish headline. You know, like Trump said that he hates babies. And he eats them for dinner and shit and see how much people are going <laughs> to believe it just by the headline alone. Or another one where it says like, oh, liberal, uh, liberal Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that she hates uh, white people. And that she, well, that's not really something one wouldn't believe, but basically <laughs> something like outland, outlandish or, some, or, or shit like that. And see how many other people are going to believe that. Yeah, that would be fun to do. And... Oh man, I had a thought, but I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh man, I, I gotta hate think that. about it. Man, I gotta think about it. It was a funny idea, but oh yeah, uh, <laughs> do you remember when they? I don't remember who it was. I think it was Infowars, which Infowars is like hot garbage to me. But um, this like <laughs> project they did was kind of funny. They had like they took Trump's like healthcare and like tax plan. And then they're like, they explained it, and they're like, "What do you think about Hillary's new tax plan?" And they're like, "Oh, it's so great!" And then they then they let them know oh, that it's yeah. Trump's. 
Yeah, I've seen that. Um, making and also like quotes from Trump and then from Bernie Sanders, and then some of them would be from Hitler. And uh, they would um, see. Oh, what do you think about this quote? Oh, we need to protect uh, the the white race, the white children, all of that. And they would say it's from Bernie Sanders, and they would be like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw this video clip of Bernie Bernie Sanders, and they were like, "I think it was in the Democratic debate," and they're like, "Hey, Bernie, what do you think about Trump?" not denouncing the like what was it was like the Charlottesville tiki torch riots or whatever. He was like he needs to come out and take control of all of his um and take responsibility of all his supporters because what they're doing is wrong. And then the host was like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and be like a lot of the and he was like a lot of your supporters were there throwing stuff, like stabbing people, hitting them. What do you say to your supporters? And then he was like He's like, don't you have a lot of responsibility over your supporters? And he's like, if I had to take control and watch over every single oh, supporter yeah. that I had, then I would have a hard time. And I was like, dude, dude that was that was the most hypocritical thing I've heard in my life. <laughs> I was like, dude, what? I had and, you on the like, I agreed with you on the first part. He needs to come out and, de- and denounce like um, white nationalists and um, no, I don't think. White nationalism think, is not even a real thing. You know, right? I don't think that I don't think that he had to do anything. At least not condemn anyone. He could condemn the events that happened. Yeah, the but, events, not not one side. And I think he but, did it perfectly last time. Yeah, but it's just the there was violence that, on both sides. Yeah, the problem about Charlottesville is that, like it or not, the white supremacist side, the alt right side, they had an actual permit. For what they were gonna do, okay? Oh, yeah, they're they're allowed and, to do that as long as they're not yeah. public roads, whether yeah. we agree with it or not. And this is something that a lot of people kind of missed the point that they had a permit, they had permission. Meanwhile, Antifa and all of these counter protesters showed up completely without a permit, completely intended to try and cause a scene, and it happened, and it got a person killed. And sure, yes, it was a white supremacist who run that person over. But still, the details about that are still very shady to me because I have I get a lot of conflicting and very opinionated facts and quotation. So I don't really take anything at face value. In my opinion, it was the fault mostly of the protesters who went there knowing what they were going in for and wanting a fight. There, there were more fault. The, the white nationalists who, at the very least, they kind of know their shit and they kind of, I mean, white supremacists, what do you really expect from them, you know? You yeah, they, they got four brain cells. They're all inbreds. My thing but, is. But all oh, of these people who, come, sorry, but all of these people who come to protest, you expect them to be smarter, but they're not. Yeah, and what I've always said is when you have idiots like that, they're using their free – obviously, they're using their right to rally and protest. Let them do it. Let them broadcast it on the internet, on live TV, so we can see how stupid they are. Because a lot of people forget because, you know, white supremacy and Nazis and the KKK, they're so, like, so small and such a sliver of society, like, less than, like, a tenth of a percent 
of one neighborhood is going to be a white supremacist or a Nazi, but like use it as a reminder, like that there are still some of those people out there and you got to be careful with what you do. I, I love, I always love letting someone I completely disagree with talk, put their point of view out there. Cause I like to learn from it. And if, and if at the most, or if at the least I can like broadcast to the world and show them how stupid their point of view really is. I mean, you could, you can actually learn a lot from, the white supremacist and outright crowd and white nationalists, not not anything good. But at the very least, you can kind of see their point. You can see that a lot of white people throughout the years because of progressivism have felt that they don't have a lot of other options. And this is mostly, this is at fault. This, 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 I mean, I'm not going to put the fault that uh, it's on everyone because if you're a white supremacist, you're, you're probably a piece of shit. But still... Mm-hmm. Um, but still, the point remains that a lot of white nationalists, a lot of alt-right people, maybe they just felt disenfranchised by the fact that, for example, the Democratic Party has become very anti-white. And you cannot really tell me that that's not wrong. That's not, oh, that's yeah, not true. Yeah, it is wrong. But what yeah, I think – I think those white – what is the term – what does the term white nationalist mean? Because white is not a nationality. So does that mean nationalists that happen to it's, be white or yeah, what? It's very, it's very, it's very complicated because it's basically, um, the, the, the idea of a nation is very different from a state. You know, uh, a state is the government itself within mm-hmm. territory. And then the nation is more of the people who make up that, that place. And that's why I, I believe that the United States is a nation, even if it's a melting pot. I still believe that there is that shared value of American values and uh, the belief in the American history and what we believe in uh, Ed theory. But um, then you have the white nationalists who want a mostly white nation where the most shared cultural thing is that people are white. That's their point. It's the same thing as black nationalists. It's the same thing as black supremacists. They want their race to reign supreme. That doesn't make them right, but it's it's what they believe in. That's why they're called white nationalists. Okay. Well, well, well I was going white... to say. Oh no, go ahead. Well, white supremacism and black supremacism is more about ruling with the other races just underneath. You know, they're either slaves or they're either subservient or second class citizens. That's that's the difference. Gotcha. And what you were saying about these like white supremacists and white nationalists. Well, the white nationalists, I guess now that you've defined the term, like I just think, yeah, I think it was just feeling disenfranchised. And then also the fact that like you had just said, they want a majority or just complete white society. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And that's not, that's, that's like something I cannot sympathize with. I can sympathize as they, I can sympathize if they, if they feel that the Democratic or the Republican Party have failed them, and because maybe it doesn't represent uh, white people as they should, and I think every race should be represented in politics nowadays. Uh, but it yeah, I don't think it should be, be the basis. It should not right. be the basis for sure. But it's like don't al- don't alienate any race, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't just make like the Democratic Party that constantly says. You should feel bad because of your of, of your whiteness. You should 
you should somehow apologize for the mistakes of the past as if you're owning slaves or you own slaves. That's not right. No, so I only I... feel bad um, three and a half days out of the week because I'm only half white. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, that's the thing that really, like, irks me to the core is the way that Democrats are like, oh, see these dirty ass fucking Mexicans and black people and Asian people. They can't speak for themselves because they're so retarded. We got to speak for them on their behalf and stand Pretty up for much. our like, no, go fuck yourself. I know how to talk. Yeah. I'm not, I don't use race to define who I am and what I stand for. I as a Mexican American, I'm proud of I'm proud of my Mexican heritage. I'm proud of my mom who is Mexican. I'm proud of my dad who is Mexican American as well. Uh, I don't care, but I don't I don't need Alex Alejandro Ocasio Cortez speaking in in as a representative of the Latino of Latino people because not all Latinos are are liberals. Not all Latinos are are this or this or that. You basically generalize, and that's what a lot of what the Democratic Party does is very identity politics based. And you can make the same case for the Republican Party, but I don't think the Republican Party is as guilty of it as as um, the Democratic Party, at least not in terms of being so explicit about it. Yeah, I just that that just really bothers me. I'm like, they just they see they basically use us as pawns to get their point across yeah. and I don't stand for it. Um, they don't really, I'm, they I'm don't really listen, oh no, go ahead. They don't really care about about me. They, I've been called a Nazi before because the, that one time I was back when Trump got elected that I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt in my sociology class and I get completely shit on by everyone and this black girl who out of nowhere said, oh, don't talk to him. He's a Nazi. I was like, bitch, you don't even know me. <laughs> Wait, you're not a Nazi? Oh, no, dude, I am 100% one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh... Man, that... you have a lot of balls. Like, I don't have as much... Um... I don't know. I'm not as good at debating as i wish i actually you know i'm fine at it it's just i'm an introvert i i'm i'm a lot better at talking like when it's not to somebody if it's just to a whole classroom i can do it better so you have a lot more i i i commend you for being able to stand your ground and openly openly profess your opinions like i wish i could do that more often dude i do i wouldn't call you an introvert i mean Back in high school, you were pretty chill. You were pretty cool. You you were able to talk with me and and, and Kevin um, very easily, and everyone else. I mean, um, sure. and I'm an introvert myself as well. At least sometimes I am, and it's hard for me to speak with a lot of people and to speak with few people. But I still do it. I still force myself to do it. Uh, and yeah, I don't back down from people who are obviously liberal or who are obviously progressive. I don't back down. I openly tell them I'm right leaning. And if, and if they don't like that and if they want to yell at me for it, then they can fuck off. <laughs> I won't I won't I won't I won't yell at them for what they believe 
if they believe that freaking, I don't know, if they're fucking alien gender that can fly and shoot lasers, I won't, I don't care. Just don't tell me about my cisgender uh, shame. And I won't, I don't, don't tell me, oh, you're just cisgender and you don't get to talk about these issues. No, fuck you. I get to talk about whatever I want. Don't tell me what I can, what I can or cannot talk about. Don't tell me what I can or cannot believe because race of my race. Yeah, I, being on a college campus is interesting. Whatever, I mean, if, if you're left leaning, you're in the majority, but it was weird when I was in Colorado. Um, and I was at my school, I actually had a lot more, like, really, they were not smart, like, right-wingers either, like, there's this one girl, she had, like, the liberal, the liberal tears, um, coffee mug or whatever, and I was like, and then she was like, oh yeah, I hate Starbucks, Starbucks is a bunch of libs, they can go shove dildos up their ass and shit, I'm like, I love Starbucks, I'll drink their shit, I don't care about their political views, I really don't. Same with, like, people who are like, I love Chick-fil-A, but I don't ever go to Chick-fil-A because they hate Christians, but I'm like, or they hate gay people. I'm like, mm, definitely not. The CEO of Chick-fil-A has come out and openly endorsed um, gay people and gay people's rights, so I had That's another thing with social media, but anyways, yeah, I had a lot of conservatives in my English class, um, and my professor was, like, really, really, really devout Christian. So he was like, he liked Trump in the sense that he was like a true Christian or whatever, like say what you want about that. But yeah, it was, I had a lot of, the the biggest thing I had was a lot of confrontation with religion because there was this really annoying atheist in my, um in my, I think it was my logic class. It was like a class where we just basically learned how to break down arguments and stuff. And she was always like, oh yeah, um Sam Harris and, uh, Richard Dawkins, they're all, like, my heroes, and she was, like, bringing people free copies of their books and shit, and she was like, are you a fellow atheist? And then she was like, here, I bet I could change your mind with this one thing. I'm like, don't even try it. And all these fallacies that you've used, I've heard Richard Dawkins use them before, like, <laughs> you're not going to stop know, trying to change my mind, you atheist. It's like the most typical atheist. Yeah, not, nice try, atheist. Uh, <laughs> you're, not gonna, atheist. <laughs> you're, you're not going to... You're not gonna get me into your baby, your baby eating club. <laughs> yeah, I, I reference that because there's this. I don't know if you ever played uh, this game called Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, of course. Okay, so there's this uh, DLC, the Undead Nightmare DLC, where you get to hunt Sasquatches. Oh, yeah. uh, so you basically, yeah, you kill almost all of them, and then there's only this one, this one left in the tree who's crying, and he tells me, "Oh, shoot me, human." And then he's like, oh, we eat berries and mushrooms, you fool. And John is like, you eat babies. Like that. And, I'm so, I'm, and I've seen, I saw a video where he just, keep, where John just keeps repeating, you eat babies. You eat babies. You have to survive. <laughs> well, the Sasquatch is repeatedly telling him that they eat berries and mushrooms. And it's like, I saw a comment that says, when I confront the local atheist. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, dude. Uh, atheism has become its own kind of religion in a way. Because I've always like... said it was. I've always said it was because <clears throat> a religion is just its its basis is using faith. You don't really need to have like <clears throat> concrete evidence. That's why it's religion. That's why it's called faith. <clears throat> and 
being an atheist is saying, I know that there is no God. I don't believe in a God. Agnostic is, <clears throat> I don't know if there's a God, and I'm just kind of open to whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but atheists I are have... just like deniers, and there's no evidence that there isn't a God. I have, so... more, I have more respect for agnostics than I have for atheists, because, you know, I, 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 I did tell you this back in high school. I'll tell you this to, to you and the other guys, and you kind of laughed at me back then. But I said that, in my opinion, uh, Christianity is not exactly a religion. And I think that this, this is biased from my own perspective because I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm Protestant. But in my view, uh, Christianity is more of a way of life. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's more about, yeah, it's more about God reaching onto you than you trying to reach onto God. And I think it's important. This is an important aspect of it. <clears throat> but, of course, atheists will make it so that, oh, you just believe in fairy tales in the sky, and you tell them, "Oh, okay. So, how do you believe? How do you? How do you believe the world, the, the universe was created?" And they're like, "Oh, well, it just like exploded one day out of nothing, and that's it." And I'm like, "Sure." The v, the Big Bang theory, I kind of, I kind of consider myself more of a new creationist myself because I think that you can definitely make the case that. The Big Bang actually occurred, but you can also make the va the case that God made it happen because yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah, <clears throat> out of nowhere, I just don't believe that it would have happened out of nowhere. I believe that there's a plan in motion. There's something more out yeah. there, and if the, if atheists don't want to believe that there's something more out there, then more power to them. I decide to I decide to do so, and I feel a lot happier when I do. <clears throat> me too. It kind of gives me a purpose. But going back to what you said in high school, I apologize for laughing at you because that completely makes sense. And also back then I was not, I wasn't as open-minded and I definitely was not as spiritually intact as I am now. <clears throat> but I agree. Christianity is more a way of life. It's just been turned into like a political, religious, like, um, like vessel. <clears throat> and that's why I don't <clears throat> like I, I had said before I don't like the word religion because it's it's just it carries just a gross term with it I think spirituality and being in touch with yourself and being in touch with God is a lot more it's a lot more important than than just like just trying whole... to impose trying to impose those fundamental values onto people you know yeah that, I love the community aspect of religion, though. It brings a lot of people together and gives a lot of people purpose. Saved a lot of people from, like, suicide, depression. Yeah. Me, myself, like, oh, man, last summer, like I told you, last summer was the worst summer ever. And I found my, my escape and my peace through God. That's great. That's It's great that you did that. And I think it's – I think – that's what a lot of people miss, that a lot of atheist people miss, that, sure, uh, maybe religion is all made up. Maybe it's all, a, maybe it's all a bunch of bullshit, but it doesn't really matter, because... It, it gives people it, comfort. Yeah, there's comfort, and it gives you, it gives you an idea of a purpose, and it gives you also a moral guidance of how to be good people. And of course, there's a lot of bad people who will misinterpret what the Bible says, 
and who will be complete shed while calling themselves Christian. There's and always going to be Bible. people. Yeah, the not, not just the, yeah, the Quran and everything. But then you can also say that there's a lot of shit people who are atheists who just go around telling other people without any reason, <laughs> you you believe in God? <laughs> what are you, a 12-year-old? And they're like, those are those 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 are worse, in my opinion, than fundamental atheists. The fundamental fundamentalist Christians or Muslims. I feel like atheists who get on their high horse, who believe in logic and shit, but yet go around mocking yeah. people. That's the worst. When they're like, I'm I'm in a lot of meme tag groups on Facebook, and I, they're filled with them. They're always like, imagine believing in God. This is 2019. Do you believe in unicorns and Sky Daddy? I'm like you. Could... Like, there's so there you just use like eighteen fallacies in one sentence. Congratulations, that's a world record. I don't even attempt to try to argue with them because the 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 days of like debating on the internet over religion is like dead. Oh yeah, have really kind of cool. claimed the crown on that. They they say they do, but it's complete. It's completely pointless. You know, it's a lot more. It's a lot more insightful to debate fucking the color of the moon. Rather than fucking if God exists or not. It's about as useful as trying to convert people to your religion. Like, nobody really wants to do it. Yeah. And, it's, just, and if they don't, it's that's up to them. Yeah. It, it's just because, like, it, it's also become kind of a joke, you know? I think the atheists, maybe they, maybe athe- the atheist crowd kind of won the internet if they want to. But they also lost in the end. Because now, when you call yourself an atheist... It can be a double-edged sword because people can take you as a fucking joke, you know, the tip fedora <laughs> guy, and a little bit like, ah. and, and then I told, it, it's like that one meme where the guy is like, uh, the guy with the fedora, fat guy with the fedora is like, and then yeah. I said, and then I said, what's the difference between the flying spaghetti monster and then like <laughs> he's, and then like he's all, he's all alone when people are are talking with are talking with each other. That's basically what most atheists are like nowadays. You they're cannot claim to be. Yeah. They're like neckbeard white knights. The Like the meme, I saw a meme where this like super nerd was holding like four swords in like each hand and he was like, he's like, you tried to, you tried to hurt me, but I was not injured or something like that. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it, yeah. So basically being an atheist in the internet now, it's become an edgy joke very ironic thing you know if you claim yeah. to be atheist unironically and being like the fundamentalist atheist then you're just you're what the fuck are you doing with your life i'm gonna end it on uh the one thing do you remember on youtube there was that crazy dude onision yeah i remember onision's like a freaking like he's one of the, he's the most typical like he's not fat but he's basically the most typical like annoying atheist but he was like he posted something on Twitter that one time he was like, I don't remember, there was like a shooting, he was like, if your God existed, why do you let all these kids get shot? And then everyone just spammed that picture of the fedora tipping dude, but it's Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I hate that um, <laughs> the, the, that argument that, oh, so bad thing happened, why you, why you God let bad thing happen like it's so yeah. fucking stupid and it only it only exposes how little atheists really know about relig- the the religion they they claim to hate because it's all like filled with 
a lot. Yeah, read logic read upon your shit first. Yeah, if you're gonna criticize something, at the very least read upon it. You know. Oh no, my favorite thing is when an atheist is trying to argue, and then they quote the Bible. I'm like, you must like really revere the Bible and love the Bible for you to always be quoting it, and you know a lot about it. Are you yeah. sure you're not a believer? <laughs> But, her face. <laughs> but I'm going to end. Ooh, don't give me copyright strike, dude. Oh, I'm going to end the podcast there. All right. But All right, it was good it's... having you on. Yeah, these. I'm loving these. We should. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I don't get like cut out of context with the little Nazi part. For a disclaimer, when I said that, it was a fucking joke. Don't. I'm going to cut fucking... this part out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> eventually 20 years from now it's gonna be like oh senator McElwain is a nazi oh shit like fucking, a, a video resurfaced of senator McElwain talking about him being a nazi from 20 <laughs> years ago <laughs> oh my now it's gonna oh bite me gosh. in the ass all right dude i'll talk to you later we got to do this again thanks for coming yeah, on dude I'm I'm happy to be in it. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna hit the bed because I'm exhausted. All right, see you, dude. All right, see you too. Okay, be careful over there. Thanks, man. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Independently Minded. Don't forget to stay tuned for more podcasts in the future. Don't forget the world is in our hands. Let's do something with it.